BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Aaron Torres in our Fox Sports Radio TireRack LA studios. Jason Martin in from Nashville. So, J-Mart, first of all, I was out last week. How, how did it go with the stinking genius Arnie Spanier? What was the hottest take of the night that I missed? Oh, it was definitely me bringing up the article that I read suggesting an NBA team should actually draft Caitlin Clark because if you can shoot like that, you Ooh. can succeed in the NBA. And I was just like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to her? Why are we disrespecting the accomplishment she's already had by trying to put her somewhere that there's no point in doing this? And Arnie immediately jumped to the, I would draft her. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I was sure he was going to agree with me. Like, this one was just, this was a Layup, slam yeah. dunk. Like, we don't need to go here. And he was just like, well, why wouldn't you take her in the second round? She might be. And I was just, ah. Oh. So that was that that had to have been I think the hottest take. The only thing I will say uh is I so your take is the right one but in in Arnie's defense I will say there is nothing less valuable in life right now than a second round NBA draft. No, you're right. And he he made that that point and I said, "Look, if we are see, I I said maybe I'm being naive enough to act like the draft pick matters." 
and I'm still trying to better my roster. But if I'm just going to use the second-round pick knowing it's not going to amount to anything, okay, we can have a different argument there because at the very least, the one thing you do know is uh, that's going to generate publicity and sell tickets. I just thought it was I just thought it was preposterous and really kind of undercutting. It's just my my whole argument was just what she did was was and is incredible. Yep. She is outstanding. She's the most recognizable college basketball player of male or female, whatever you want to say, in the country. And to say, yeah, well, maybe she should go to the NBA, it's like, no. I mean, she should go be one of the greatest female athletes we've ever seen Like, and, and do it exactly where she should do it because hashtag genetics. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of this that, that's, that's common sense, but when Artie went there, it was just kind of like – why did I not see this coming? Like, how did I not know? How did I not know that this was going to happen? When I I thought I was just setting him up to agree with me, uh, I was mistaken. Well, if it makes you feel better, uh, I've done hundreds of shows with Arnie, and I'm pretty sure if you led with why drafting Caitlin Clark is the best idea in the history of sports. He would have just said, "Well, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard." Right. No way you can draft her. But anyway. he also like he also liked the dunk contest. So oh, did, see I see I will tell you. And by the way, we'll, we'll lead our to kind of recap an All Star Weekend is um, being away. You know, I was with family all weekend. Da da da. Whatever. And I. So I don't. I, I don't really want to do the All Star takes right now. No, we're gonna but, do it. We can do it later. Yeah. I'm just saying he he no, was no, no, definitely he was definitely on his. No, but it was like I had zero desire to yeah. like the following day be like, oh, I wonder what I missed. And then I did love the Sunday night like takes of wow the all-star game this is embarrassing i was like yeah. it's been this way yes. for like seven years like yeah why are we acting like this is some new thing and some new conversation worth discourse uh so anyway well i'm glad you guys had fun you know jason i'll tell you what we we were planning on starting with with, with the the football news that steve desager just referenced with eric Bieniemy, but mm-hmm. since we did just talk a little college football well, college basketball excuse me with caitlin clark it is that time this week coming up uh we will enter march and let's let's at least hit the big topic out of the world of college sports today or college basketball today, excuse me. Right. And then we'll get to be enemy and some of the college football stuff. But uh, I'm sure everybody saw it. I know that Martin and VJ just talked about it as well. But there was a uh, you know there was a situation down in Winston Salem, North Carolina, as Desager just told you. Uh, Duke got upset by Wake Forest at uh, Lawrence Joel College. Didn't you grow? Did, am I crazy? Yeah. You grew up in, yeah, in? I did. I grew up. I went to Lawrence Joel all the time. I skated. I actually did some ice skating there. They Whoa. used to have a minor league hockey team, and uh, I spent my entire middle school and high school years in Winston-Salem. My parents lived there even longer. I actually came back there after a couple of years of college. So, yeah, a lot of time there. I, I played tennis on Wake Forest campus, and I was probably – I probably lived seven minutes from Lawrence Joel Coliseum for a very large stretch of That's my adolescence. Crazy. So, yeah, just, just that, that whole scene, I was just kind of – it was sad, but I, I certainly recognized the building. Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, on a positive note, it was great to see that building, you know, bumping again. But on the inverse, obviously, I think everybody knows the story by now, but there was a court storming uh, after Wake Forest upset Duke. Uh, Duke star Kyle Filipowski... I don't want to say he was like trampled, but, uh, you know, there was a commotion. He falls down. Uh, you know, he had to limp off. They're, they're saying an ankle injury for Kyle Filipowski. Uh, after the game, 
He was not happy. John Shire was not happy. Kyle Filipowski quickly telling WFM WFMY News, it's just ridiculous how that situation is handled. I absolutely feel like it was personal, intentional for sure. Like I said, there's no reason why they see a big guy like me trying to work my way off the court and they can't work around me. There's no excuse for that. He then followed it up on Twitter by saying, this got to change, dot, dot, dot. And John Shire, of course, many of you have probably heard the audio, said, when are we going to ban court storming after the game? Jason, um, you know, actually referencing Caitlin Clark, this happened a few weeks ago with Iowa women's basketball. What do you make of court storming, and what did you make of the situation in in your uh, hometown of uh, Winston-Salem this afternoon? All right, so I will say I think there's conflicting things here. One is it's always a cool visual, right? I mean, I think we can admit that. When you see it, irrespective if you're not actually concerned about the chaos of it, it is. It's always a cool thing to to witness because it usually means something major has happened. Not always. I mean, Clemson does it after every home game, for example, and things of that nature. But it always. It, it looks like something momentous has happened. Okay, so getting the aesthetic side out of the way, you can't separate it from the safety element, and it has. Now you've seen it happen twice this year to two key people. It happens. It happened today to. You know, one of Duke's signature players. It's a matter of time before something far more dramatic happens. Um, it's dangerous, but I think the the biggest problem is. So Shire's right. When are we going to ban it? Well, how do you ban it? How do you stop people from doing it? Because you can't arrest fifteen thousand people. It becomes really difficult to corral that situation. How is it that you can get it across? to young people who look we've all been young we've all done a lot of you know things we wish we had not done and we're thankful that we survived some of those things but how do you convince them not to do it how do you make it damaging enough that they stop doing it because it's nice to say it's banned they could come out and ban it tomorrow i don't think that would stop it if that makes sense well it that does make perfect sense and i think that that that's one of kind of two two kind of takeaways that I have. The first, I basically have the same take as you, is like, it's one where, listen, I know we get paid to have big, strong opinions on every single topic, and it's one where, like, I kind of see both sides. One, um, it is cool. Like, I can tell you, I was at the Duke-Arkansas game in, I think it was late November, early December, whatever it was. It was right on the, I think it was the last day of November, whatever. And there was a court storming. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. There are videos on my phone. I tweeted about it the day after. Everybody loved it. It was incredible. Um, obviously, look, like, but you also don't want anybody to get hurt. Like That goes without saying. So it's tough for me because I do think it's cool. I do think it's fun. I do think it's uniquely college sports in general. Um, and I do think like fans, you know, listen, let, let them have the moment, whatever. I also don't really know really a couple things. One... How do you keep people? First of all, what what can you do to keep the? Is there is there a way to to keep court stormings because they're fun and fans love it while also keeping people safe? That's the interesting part. I was talking to VJ uh, kind of when he was switching over. He is of course a Carolina fan, and I remember Roy Williams used to actually pull all his starters yeah. and send them to the locker room. But at the time, it was like, oh, that's poor sportsmanship. Blah 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 blah. It's like, no, that's actually pretty smart. Um, 
But yes, I, I I don't know what to do, and you know people are saying all sorts of stuff. I even see Jimmy Dykes from ESPN um, just tweeted out, "You want it stopped? Put a five hundred thousand dollar fine on court storming." Problem is that they do that in football. There's a five hundred thousand right. dollar fine for storming the field after a big win in football in the SEC, and fans still do it anyway. So listen, I, I guess you could say something to the effect of like. Listen, we're not going to be able to arrest all of you, but if you step on the court, if you step on the field, we are going to, with you know, within whatever our capabilities are, arrest people, put them. In, I, I don't know. So, I'm with you. Is I'm just talking in circles at this point because I, I basically feel the exact same way. I don't really know what you can do. I'm sure you could try to arrest a handful of people to maybe make them an example. I don't know what you could even charge them with, but whatever. Um, but I just I, I don't really know. Like it's one of those. It's easy to to go on Twitter and say this right. has to stop. It's on. It's like what do you actually do? Yeah. Well, I mean, to that point about arresting a few people to try and make an example, that's like arresting people at a fish concert for smoking weed. Sure. I mean, it really is. Like, as somebody that has listened to fish for a, a large part of my life, I actually a couple of guys I went to high school with that were good friends of mine. We actually went to a show, and they got hit in the parking lot. It wasn't something I ever did. I didn't even know they had it. I was terrified, and I actually left the place after this thing went down because I was just I wasn't prepared for that to happen. But that's not going to stop anybody. It's it, it's not going to make an example because no one that does it thinks it's okay. No one that does it thinks, oh yeah, well this is clearly something that that is normal, something that's allowed, that's not frowned upon, uh, all of that kind of stuff. They understand the risks involved. They understand that they could technically get into some trouble, but they still want to be a part of it. They still want to be able to say that they've done it. So I, and I texted this to you. This would never happen, and I don't even know if this would do it. I really don't. I mean, when you were saying, is there a way to do it with without the danger involved? No, because the danger can be to the people that are doing it just as much as the people that are on the floor. But, I mean, could you set up something where it's like, hey, you guys want to come celebrate? (laughs) Sign a waiver on the way in. But, I mean, like, whatever – We've got to get all of the talent off the floor. We've got to get the kids off the floor. We've got to get the student athletes off the floor, everybody off the floor, and then whoever's still in here wants to go have a party, go have a party. I don't think you can do that either. But the thing that I texted you was, would it stop it if it was an immediate forfeit? And I don't mean that you could do this in reverse, like you're the road team and you lost and then you stormed the court. (laughs) But if you're a home team, and you win, and your entire fan base storms the court, and it's clear as day that that's the case, your team loses. I don't care if you just won by 20. I don't care if it's the greatest upset in the history of your school. You lose. Now, visually, we know you won, but at the same time, a loss is a loss. Is that enough for the fans that are so excited for their team to understand that their decision to do that just cost their team a W? I, I don't know, and I don't think that's a perfect solution, but I think that's the only thing damaging enough because I don't think money is damaging enough no. because the $500,000 fine doesn't come out of my wallet if I storm the court. No, it's it, it, yeah. Sorry, you don't even you don't even feel that pain. It might go to the athletic department, but quite frankly, I just don't think that is a consideration for most of the people in the stands. Yeah, I wonder. Like, is there? It, it would. I feel like it'd have to be like a a, a minimum. <laughs> yeah. It's, again, this is getting into the weeds here, but it's like 
Because, you know, if you have one jerk, I mean, listen, every game we watch, there's a streaker, there's somebody trying to sneak on the field, on the court, whatever. I think there was one in the Super Bowl, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like if one, you know what, uh, you know, I, I think I could say a hole on t on on air without you know ext extenuating or ex uh, uh, you know uh, extending what that means. But if there's one jerk that runs onto the court. I mean, you, you know, in theory, you probably shouldn't have to um, you know uh, uh, forfeit. But then the problem becomes: is it two? Is it five? Is it ten? I don't know. I think the other interesting thing about it, and I was thinking about this because again, I I, I was at a court storming at Arkansas and. It was so cool for the players mm -hmm. that were part of the team that won. And it is kind of interesting how it's always obviously you never hear like like it wasn't like uh Wake Forest star player today that was like this has to stop. It's like no, it's the team that always has the court stormed on them whether it's Caitlin Clark, whether it's Kyle Filipowski, whatever. Um and I think that was kind of some of Kyle Filipowski's comments is like he felt he was targeted. I, that feels a little aggressive to me. I mean, I don't care how many, you know, cold ones I've had at a game. I'm not running up to a guy that's 6 foot 10, 240 and trying to start beef with him. Um but yeah, I, I feel like at this point we're kind of talking in circles, Jason, because there there is no perfect answer and it, it it's one of those like I said, it sucks because if you're on the right side of it, it's so fun. And I guarantee those kids, those students at Wake Forest are going to remember it forever. Um and I think obviously the Duke fans are rightfully frustrated really quick. Do you think anything actually comes of it? John Shire, obviously he's not Coach K, but the coach of Duke basketball, the star of Duke basketball, you would think have probably about as big of a, a microphone as you can have in college basketball these days. Do you think that some sort of alteration or some kind of rule change of some sort comes of what happened uh, this afternoon in Winston-Salem? I tend to think no. Because this isn't new and we've always known there's been danger. You're right. I mean, this is a higher profile player. It's a high profile program that wields a lot of power in college sports, especially in college basketball. So you would think maybe the microphone is a bit larger. But I just, I think that you're going to get what you usually get, which is the Jay Billises of the world and the people involved in the situation really talking about how it needs to change and how it needs to be fixed and how it needs to be banned. And then we end up having this same conversation a year from now when we have a similar incident that <laughs> yep. happens. I just, I don't think this is anything new, particularly. It's something that, that gets addressed every time, but never gets fixed. It's just, and I think it's because the fix is such a difficult thing to try and figure out. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know that there is a perfect fix or even a real manageable fix uh, to the situation. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, we are broadcasting live from the entire rack.com studios jason tell you what we'll come back we'll switch gears we'll come to, we'll talk a little college football eric b mm. back to school what does it mean we'll discuss that next fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live 
Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you can see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Should mention, did you know 
Discover wants everyone to feel special. That's why with your Discover credit card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. So we open the show, the big news of college basketball. Of course, the uh, court storming at Duke or at uh, Wake Forest that led to an injury to Duke star Kyle Filipowski. We'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. But I'll say this, Jason. Jason, how about this? When Chip Kelly decided to leave UCLA, he was obviously the not only the head coach but the primary play caller. It was a pretty big story, you know, considering that he left being a head coach to become just a, an offensive coordinator. Uh, at Ohio State. Could you have imagined that who replaced Chip Kelly as the play caller at UCLA might actually end up being a bigger story than Chip Kelly leaving to take a coordinator job himself? That's pretty crazy to think about, right? Yeah, I mean, perhaps it would have been a big story if we were talking head coach, but you said play caller, and that's the key point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think you're right, and I definitely think it's a surprise. It's not what, and I don't necessarily even mean, I don't mean the name being a surprise or a bad hire or whatever. I just mean that story being this big is definitely not something that would have been on my radar ahead of time. Yeah, so for people who missed the story, Eric Bieniemy, yes, that Eric Bieniemy, former uh, play caller or you know co-offensive coordinator, whatever the official title was with the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously helped them win a pair of Super Bowls uh, over the last couple years. He ends up going to Washington this past offseason. Well, on Saturday afternoon, he found a new opportunity as he is now the offensive coordinator at UCLA, that he is finalizing a deal to join the staff of new head coach Deshaun Foster. Said a couple interesting things to ESPN in an email. He said, I had countless conversations and interviews with many teams, and I have been applauded and lauded. I can't say why certain decisions were or were not made, but it had nothing to do with a lack of anything on my end. He goes on and on, Jason, but what do you make of the fact? Eric Bieniemy, like, you know, Obviously, look, he's obviously been um, a a point of conversation over probably the last four or five coaching cycles, never gets the NFL uh, head coaching opportunity, ends up leaving, betting on himself in Washington, and now, after all that, he is back in college football. Back in college football. The Washington experiment did not help him. Um I think at the time, well, not I think, I know, at least for me, I thought, okay, I like this move. I could see this being good for his future, gives him an opportunity to show what he's capable of without a Patrick Mahomes there and all this. But I I, I saw, based on somebody else's commentary, that I think Pro Football Focus rated him 20th in play calling last year. Wow. Uh, in the NFL, just just that's just a number, and it's one it's one organization. It's one that some people take seriously, but that's I mean that's a lot lower than you would have anticipated, considering the way he was talked about prior to that. But I, I think that the market must not have been particularly robust, or the opportunities in the NFL must not have been what they were. Uh, what what maybe they could have been, but I do think that the Washington experience hurt him because. For Dan Quinn to say, yeah, we're going in another direction, and him not to really – you don't hear his name being mentioned anywhere, really, and all the stories that you've gotten about him over the last handful of months have been kind of negative about how he's tough to work with um, and, and all of those kinds of things. So this 
it didn't shock me as much as it would have a year ago. A year ago, this would have absolutely floored me, and it would have floored just about anybody else. Now it's just, it almost feels like, all right, let me go try college out. I'll go with Deshaun Foster in his first year. We'll see what we can do, and maybe I can rehab a little bit and get a head coaching gig. Maybe he gets an opportunity in college. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of other circumstances here, but one thing you, one thing that you've noticed is because of – you know, guys like D'Amico, Ryan's getting jobs. It's not – the race argument has kind of vanished a little bit For because sure. there have been more more hires um, that have basically made it less of an issue. So I haven't heard that talk in this offseason the way I had in years past. It's almost as if it just – there's no traction there anymore. So now it's just, okay, well, what is the enemy as a coach? What are his pluses and minuses? And him ending up at UCLA at this stage just tells me that there's definitely there, – there was a bigger bloom on that rose at one point than there appears to be right now, even in the eyes of the media that I think were very, very – um, accommodating to him through the years. So I have two kind of quick takes, and I'll, I'll bounce them both off of you. Um, the first one is, let me say this, and, and I think we talked about this during the season. You know who I think screwed Eric Bieniemy more than anybody is I do think like the Washington Commanders, like, listen, nobody's owed anything in this life, but like you bring them in as the OC. Now, listen, I, I don't think there's any scenario where he could have had success with Sam Howell as his quarterback, okay? I get that. I also think, you know, you bring him in, you know his background, and you knew what? Earlier than halfway through the season, Ron Rivera is not going to be back next year. Like, he's just not the answer. He's never going to be the answer. We're going to go another direction after the season. I'm not saying they owed him anything. I do think that it would have been like a pretty nice solid to be like, hey, you know what? Last six weeks of the season, it's probably not going to, one, go earn this job. But then, two, the counter to that is go prove that you deserve a job somewhere else. Like, again, no one's owed anything. And I'm not saying, like, it's the biggest crime and injustice in the history of society that Eric Bieniemy wasn't given a chance to be the uh, to be the um, interim head coach of the Washington Commanders. And like I said, I don't think he would have had success because Sam Howell is limited anyway. I do kind of feel like it would have been a pretty like decent thing for the commanders to do this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have been a harmful thing just because they were already in the toilet. So giving him that opportunity would have definitely Listen, I mean, even I think like Antonio, think about optics. like even Antonio Pierce. Like what yeah, did Antonio absolutely. Pierce get? Right. Like 7 games? And he proved. I don't he was, think anybody when he took the gig thought he was a serious contender and then exactly. by the end we were all like you'd better hire that guy. No. And then they did. And and that's and that's you know like I said it's it's hard for me to sit here and say like they like I said I, I know I've said it two three times I won't repeat myself like nobody owes anyone anything in this business okay but when you know Ron Rivera isn't you're going to be your guy it's like I, I by the way right. even from the commander's perspective I don't know what the benefit was you know or what the uh, what what the harm was in not doing that I mean because what if he was great and what if he did have the postal locker and then you have your next guy you don't have to go outside the building you don't have to go get Dan Quinn whatever my other thought Jason and I'll keep this one quick because I do feel bad for Bienemy. It felt like he was on the cusp there for a while. This year, he clearly wasn't. Now, you know, if you read the quotes from, um, you know, if you read the quotes from from Bienemy to ESPN, you know, he makes it sound like he had opportunities. This is the one he wanted. Only he knows the truth. 
I will say this. Um, betting on yourself, it sounds really cool on social media, and there's a lot of great memes about why betting on you, you always got to bet on yourself, and it's the best thing you get. Well, this proves, and I'm not saying, by the way, if you're 19 and you want to start a business, and, and you, I'm not saying no bet on yourself, but there is a downside to betting on yourself, and this is it right here, Jason. Maybe he gets back to a place where he is a legitimate NFL head coaching candidate uh, competing for Super Bowls. But this isn't just one step back at this point. This is two or three at this point. Yeah, you know, I just a hypothetical. What do you think his stock would look like, and how do you think he would be viewed if he had not left Kansas City and gone to Washington? If he had stayed with the Chiefs, presumably they could still have won the championship with him, right? Because yeah. they had already done that. The offense was a well-oiled machine with him and Andy Reid pretty much year in and year out. Even after Tyreek Hill, they were good uh, that first year after and won the Super Bowl there. If he stays in Kansas City and doesn't bet on himself to go to Washington in the first place and just sticks around, is this, is this an opportunity he takes? Or does he have oh. another opportunity because he doesn't also have – I guess you could call it the bad tape of him yep. being pretty subpar in terms of the play calling and the way that it was viewed last year, the way they did not run the football, despite the fact that was a thing they were good at. Um, I mean, I think they I think they had really good per carry statistics and they were the they ran the ball less than anybody else in the league, considering who your quarterbacks were considering where your strength could be that seemed to be kind of a questionable choice but i mean you were in the driver's seat you made a move that at first i think we all understood but in retrospect in hindsight i wonder if he'd like to have had that one back and still be kind of a little bit cleaner with the opportunities that that may have been there that then vanished yeah and it's tough because you know i can counter what i just said about you know hey this is what happens when you bet on yourself it doesn't work but i also think it's cooler that he did that than just stay in kc Mm -hmm. and always lean on the the crutch of this isn't fair i'm being judged whatever like you said that you know there's obviously the last three four five cycles there have been racial undertones about why he isn't hired um you know i'll let somebody else debate if that's accurate or not so it's it's tough because like on the one hand i did just say hey um hey you know betting on yourself doesn't always work but on the other hand I don't think there's any doubt that what you're saying is accurate or the state, the question that you posed to me, I I know where you're going with. And that, that question is, yes, I think there would have been, if he had decided after this year that he wanted to leave Kansas city, as opposed to last year, right? I think he would have gotten something comparable to what he got a year ago, which was obviously a play calling situation with another NFL team, as opposed to having to go to college. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, I just wonder if he's going to be able to alter some of the knocks on him about being tough to deal with and kind of dismissing people and treating them poorly. Like that's a thing that's kind of that was kind of there in Washington that maybe we blew off faster than we should have and maybe that's that's part of the issue. I don't know that you can get away with that in today's college football the way you could have 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot more power in the hands of the coaches before the players were being, you know, offered money. Uh, the NIL stuff, the likeness stuff, I think that changes the game. The power structure has shifted a bit to where 
college athletes now have alternatives, and I don't think they're going to tolerate the same level of like dominate, domineering, and you know, bad mouthing and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the the old DJ Durkins and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that plays anymore. So I just wonder if that's true about the enemy. I wasn't in a room with him to have seen it, but if those reports are accurate in some way, I feel like that's that's something he's going to have to soften and tweak. And maybe if he does, that puts him in a better position in the future. I'm still rooting for the guy. I'm kind of stunned that it has gone this way for him, but you're right. He bet on himself, and the problem is the key word there is you bet. And when you bet, there's something you're risking. And in this case, I think he risks a piece of his reputation. Great point, J-Mark. Great point. Last thought on this. The one thing I will say, and by the way, we'll we'll toss it over to Sager here momentarily. Sager would love your perspective as somebody who knows UCLA so well. One thing I will say, if that offense does hum, and I don't know that it will against all those really good Big Ten defenses – one thing I will say, he will get all the credit if that Agreed. offense has success. So maybe it's, it's again, maybe it's another bet uh, on himself, and we'll see if this one works out better. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. As I mentioned, do want to toss it over the news desk. Steve DeSager, you know the Bruins. What do you think? Chip Kelly leaving as head coach and not leaving for another head coaching job and leaving for now the same conference, UCLA's headed to the Big Ten, causes a UCLA fan to say, okay, what's what's next for this program? And now they have a head coach who was popular as a player 20 years ago, but has never been a coordinator, much yeah. less a head coach. Yeah. So, doubly excited, I think, our Bruin fans right well, now. And that goes back to the last point I made, is nobody's going to be like, well, it was Deshaun Foster's, you know, it's like, nobody's going to be like, oh, it was Deshaun Foster's office. No, 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 no. this is Eric Bietemi's baby right here, so. No, UCLA's won at least eight games three straight years. I know they play a little more games now than in the old days, but with the Chip Kelly offense, they could actually run, yeah. and then they finally had a defense last year as well. There's a great stat in The Athletic. The last two years, UCLA led the Pac-12 in rushing yards per game. First time Bruins football has done so since the mid-1970s. They went 8-5 and five this past year, won the L.A. Bowl against Boise State. Eric Bieniemy will become UCLA's offensive coordinator for the new head coach, Deshaun Foster. Bieniemy, former NFL assistant with Kansas City and Washington, played high school football in L.A. He'll hit the recruiting trail now, I'm sure. He was UCLA's running backs coach about 20 years ago, by the way. Former Seahawks defensive back Richard Sherman was arrested for DUI in Washington two years ago, he pleaded guilty to first-degree negligent driving. The NFL scouting combine starts Monday. In the NHL, the Rangers won their 10th game in a row. At spring training, Yankees won 22-10 to against the Tigers. NASCAR's at Atlanta tomorrow on Fox TV, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Just three NBA games tonight. Minnesota has won again. They did lose at home last night to Milwaukee, but Minnesota's record is now 40-17 and after beating Brooklyn 101-86. to Boston has won eight in a row. Who is going to catch this team? Nobody in the East. Celtics won at New York, 116-102. to The Celtics lead the Eastern Conference by eight games. Orlando won at Detroit on a last-second three-point play by Paolo Bancaro, 112-109. Pistons record now 8-48. To college basketball, there are two late games in the top 25. 18th-ranked St. Mary's is going to be 14-0 in the West Coast Conference now. They're up 20 against the University of San Diego. 69-49, nine minutes left. About seven minutes to go for San Diego State, ranked 19th in the country. Aztecs lead at Fresno State, 68 68- 36. Number one, UConn was on Fox TV tonight, beating Villanova 78-54. Number two, Houston won in overtime at Baylor. 
Arizona beat Washington today, and then Washington State lost tonight. Arizona's back in first place in the Pac-12 Conference. Wazoo ranked 21st in the country, had pulled off this win at Arizona this week, and enjoyed first place for about a day and a half, mm-hmm. and lost somehow at Arizona State tonight, 73-61. to Wake Forest beat number 8 Duke, 83-79. 10th-ranked North Carolina won 54-44 at Virginia. UNLV over Colorado State. UCF beat Texas Tech. Kansas State over BYU. And I mentioned it on the previous show in the Big East. Georgetown was 1-14 in the conference, but made two late free throws today and won 77-76 at DePaul, which is now 0-16 in conference. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve DeSager. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Coming up, we'll stay on college football. We now know what the 12-team playoff looks like. And there might be one team that's already been screwed. We'll discuss that next. Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. For a quiet week, Jason, I'll say this, by the way, it is insane to me 
how we went from nothing but NFL, and I understand that the combine starts this week, so we'll get more. There was nothing in the NFL this week. It, it was crazy to me to see, um, but I only bring it up because it was actually a, a, a surprisingly busy week in college football where two different things happened that are worth discussing. The first one, uh, we got clarification on what the 12-team college football playoff will look like next year. Uh, Originally, the plan was to have six automatic bids and six at-large bids, but obviously the Pac-12 dissolved, which then meant that it didn't really make sense to have six automatic bids, so we are going to a 5-7 format, which means that there are five automatic bids to the highest-ranked conference champions. Uh, and then from there, there are seven at-large bids. Jason, what'd you make of that news that came out this week? I mean, I think it's, I think it's really interesting um, because it, like, at least at first, you immediately start to think that the conferences have a tremendous advantage going into it, and you see where the power structure is going to lie, and you see where the issues are going to be. I think that you get it right, generally. I, I, first off, RIP Pac-12. Um, <laughs> like, that just that that falls by the wayside. It's, it's just, We already knew it was baked into the cake by this point, but it's still sad, especially considering the season that we just finished watching them have. I wish we could see a follow-up to that, but I guess in its own way we will because we'll still get to watch the teams just in a, in a different grouping. But I just... The rich is going to get richer. The the power is going to get more powerful. And then outside of that, you know, I think that there is a danger. And I, I know we're going to talk more about this later on in the show. There is a danger if you put too many teams into this entirety of the of the finish that the run to the finish completely mm. becomes meaningless. Mm-hmm. And I think the prime example for it is college basketball because yep. as good as a lot of these games are, I just don't care from a result standpoint. I watch it because I like the sport, because I like the game, but I don't care about the rankings. I don't care about what's happening on a night-to-night basis because I know, Aaron, that ultimately anybody worth their salt's getting into the tournament because there's so many opportunities there's so many slots and as a result on a saturday even when there are big things happening i don't have to i don't have to care that much i don't have to follow it to that degree there needs to be some degree a big degree of exclusivity to actually making it to a postseason so that the regular season still counts so that it's still not even that it counts we know that it counts but it counts in the hearts and minds of the sports watching public i think that college basketball and it's always been this way but it just feels more prevalent now and more obvious to my eyes that it's just this is truly just we might as well just start the season rank the teams we think are one to 68 and just have them play a tournament because outside of that, I don't know that very much is, is accomplished for the for the sports-watching public outside of the alumni of the smaller schools. So, you know, you hit on a point that, like you said, we'll probably discuss later on, but that is one of my concerns about the news this week that 
Um, they're, they're, they're already talking about expanding the playoff. Yeah, that's um, just insane. Yeah, so the, the, the latest was that there were separate meetings. The, the 12 teams is locked in through 2024 and 2025. But as early as 2026, they could go to 14 teams um, because, uh, God forbid, that we only get five SEC teams and four Big Ten teams. Really quickly, Jason, the, the, the big news, and I want to pay off the tease from before the break, obviously the, the 12-team structure – puts a situation where the top four bids will go to the highest-ranked conference champions, which obviously incentivize winning your conference so you're not resting starters in a conference championship game. But the counter to that is, if you're an independent, like, I don't know, Notre Dame, yeah. the UConn Husky. No, I'm not kidding. I'm kidding about UConn, but Notre Dame. They will never be able to get a first-round buy under the current under under uh, what will be the current system, Jason. They could be undefeated and the number one-ranked team. By the end of the year, and they still could be, there'll be no higher than a five seed unless they join a conference. Crazy, right? That's amazing. I think there's more to it. I mean, I originally was just like, well, they've got to join the conference now. But I'll say you've made a pretty compelling argument to me earlier this afternoon that I've definitely thought through a little bit more. So I think there's I think there's a discussion to be had about this. But on paper, it's just like, really? You couldn't be the number one team based on the rankings? Even if you're even if you're the number one team in the country, you're gonna be the five seed because you're not in a conference. That would seem to be a major disadvantage. I'll tell you what, Jason, about an hour from now we will revisit the college yeah. football playoff, uh, all the different layers to the news of this week and what could come in twenty twenty six. But coming up, we gotta go back to last weekend. All star game was a debacle. Lot to discuss. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in everybody, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Saturday into Sunday now. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Tyrec.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrec.com, the way tire buying should be. Jason Martin, Aaron Torres, taking you up until 2 a.m. Eastern time. Bernie Fratto of the Bernie Fratto Show will follow us. So last week... I was out. Arnie Spanier filled in for me alongside J-Mart. And J-Mart, I missed all of those all-star Saturday festivities, baby. It sounds like Arnie was into the dunk contest, uh, but uh, all by all accounts outside of uh, Steph versus Sabrina, I think that was probably the highlight of Saturday. And then we got to Sunday. Yeah, where we af- did. Yeah, well, after a year of Adam Silver telling us Guys, things are going to be different. And by the way, you sent me a great article, and I and and I I'm not surprised. I didn't know this, but I'm not surprised. But apparently, as the NBA really tries to close its media rights deal, there were a lot of important sponsors and executives and TV people that were in the building last Sunday in Indianapolis. And let's just say that after a year of Adam Silver telling us the All Star Game was going to be different this year. It wasn't at all. It was terrible. It was an abomination. People acted as if they were surprised, even though this is the way this thing has basically been for the last five, six, seven, eight years, however long it's been. Jason, there's a lot of angles to take, but let's start with another disastrous all-star weekend for this league. Bad product. Players don't want to be there. You privately heard that players now want to be paid to be there. Anthony Edwards is saying it's an all-star game. What did you expect? It was just, you know, listen, 
It was. I think it was just a worst case scenario from from every angle. I don't think there really is a single positive really to take out of that last weekend. No, I don't either. And all you need to know is the stories coming out after about how upset Adam Silver was, and if you saw the trophy presentation even after the game, because <clears throat> I you know I hosted with Brian No on Monday morning on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, and and I I told B I sent him a text on Sunday night. I was like, right, well, first quarter is over. And somebody's probably going to hit 200, but I'm done. Like, I'm tuning out. I'll, if there's something that big that happens after this point, I'll see the highlights. I'll double-check, so I'm certainly up on it to talk about it in the morning. But I, I pretty much – I'm all set. I know what this is. I've seen this before. We've all seen this before. And turns out, yep, didn't miss much, except Carl Anthony Towns going for 31 in the final quarter to go for 50 for his team to lose by 20. Uh, with a team that scored well over 200 points, like it, but Adam Silver, when during the presentation, giving the MVP mm-hmm. and and awarding the East the win, he's just like, congratulations to the East, uh, you guys scored more points, I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, that that was not a parody. He was furious. Yep. He was furious. People inside the league were furious, and I just, I don't, I don't have any more direct. I don't have a a kinder way to say this to Adam Silver, but but to say it this this way. You reap what you sow, brother. Mm-hmm. I I know you you tried, right? You went back to East West. You told people behind the scenes. You told the guys like we need you to dial in this year. But nobody nobody is threatened by you. Mm-hmm. No one sees you as an authority figure. They see you as a, a guy that wants to be cool around the athletes. That's that's how it feels. I understand. Really likable commissioner. I see that all over the place. And it's just, you know, he does all the right things. He does all the media appearances and all this. I, I just don't care if your league is running roughshod over you day after day, night after night. These guys can do whatever they want because there's nobody there to check them. There's not. Even if they do things that should probably get them – you know, a season-long suspension, you know, go down to Florida for a couple days, we'll put you back on the floor (laughs) in a week. Like, Uh, every opportunity that you have had to be the adult in the room the way like a Roger Goodell has been. Yes. You can hate on him all you want, but Roger Goodell came out to teams and basically said, at the end of the year, if you're out of it and you just decide you're not going to play any of your guys and all this, we're going to fine you. Like... We understand that there's a product here. There's an expectation from that product because we have a lot of people paying a lot of money or paying their paying in their time to watch you, and there there's nothing without them. And Adam Silver, he's just kowtowed so many times that why would he, him begging for you to try isn't going to make you try because there's nothing to back that up okay okay man yep we're going to give it we're going to give it our all and then you go out there and it's the all-star game and then anthony edwards he's not even a guy that has very much equity in the league mm-hmm. his name is just really becoming relevant over the last couple of years and he's a superstar level player but it's not like it's LeBron James saying this or something like that. It's just he came out and he's just like, I don't see a change in man. It's an all star game. Yep. It's just imagine that being said by an NFL player and just there's there's when I heard it, it was just like, Well, I mean, there's not anything that he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Who is it that is going to actually enforce the all star game mattering? 
it certainly is not going to be Adam Silver. There's so many angles, so much to discuss, but I think the baseline, the 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 baseline talking point is exactly what you just said. Is that, um, and I think this has been a misinterpretation from the beginning on Adam Silver, is like, first of all, it's just you know, I've always said this about him. He's great at being very vocal about things that nobody cares about. Um, cool, you painted social justice slogans on the court. Cool. Um, you know, he's now, I don't know if you saw this one. They're expanding the NBA draft from one day to two days. That's literally something that's happening. It's like, cool. All the issues that matter are trending in the wrong direction. Regular season ratings are down. Postseason ratings are down. Last year, you had the lowest rated all-star game ever. So maybe, I guess it's a positive that it was up a little bit this year. Also, uh, we're not even watching the NBA draft, Adam. Like I know. I understand why the NFL tried to turn it into a weekend because people actually pay attention. We already made a joke not even knowing that we were going to go here talking about the NBA draft about how useless the second round NFL dra- NBA draft picks are. I know. So why are you moving it? Like... No one watches past the first 15 picks of the NBA draft anymore. I'll tell you, it's going to be bad this year. But that's we'll, we'll, we'll get to the draft in, in June. But th- this is the point is that, like, one, he solves problems that don't need solving. Um, but two, I, I think what you said about Goodell is, and, and by the way, I've never understood, like, the anti-Goodell rhetoric. Because all that guy does is make money for his owners. Now, you could say, well, Adam Silver, I mean, the the media rights are up, blah, 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 blah. It's like media rights are up everywhere. If you're a live sport, you are going to make more money. Um, but ratings aren't up. And here's the thing, like, and, and you know, anytime that, that anyone says anything about ratings, oh, you know, the NBA is an international game, you got to factor in streaming, whatever. I can't speak to all of that, and I'm not a ratings expert. What I do know, though, what I do know, though, Jason, is this. We just had the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Okay, you can say that's Taylor Swift. Whatever. Okay. College football ratings are through the roof. We just had the most watched first weekend of the NCAA tournament on the men's side ever. We just had the most watched women's Final Four ever. I believe, and I didn't look it up, and I didn't do my homework, I think we just had the most watched college baseball World Series of all. So, literally, oh, by the way, the stadium series last week, uh, it was, I believe, the Devil, it was the Islanders and Rangers. And the Flyers. Yes, most watched oh, yeah, hockey yeah, yeah. games right. of the last yeah. like 15 years. So it's like every single sport is up except for yours. And this guy has been defended breathlessly for years. And I think people are finally kind of smartening up. Like, listen, not saying he's a bad guy, but like, by the way, you're like the commissioner is not supposed to be liked by the players because no. he has to be the guy that makes the hard decisions. He works for he or she works for the owners. It's not a job where you are supposed to be in the players' corner. They have a union for that. Like so, it's just I, like I've never liked the guy. I've always thought he was a phony. Uh, and what you said, he's reaping what he sows because now the toothpaste is out of the tube and he's trying to get it back in. Uh, really quick, and I'll, I'll toss it back to you. I know you mentioned uh, working with Brian No earlier this week. I was working with Rich Orenberger yesterday, and Rich and Isaac Lohenkron were like, well, well, how does this get fixed? And I was like, I don't think it does get fixed because you, you, like, you're not taking away the game. Um, you know, Rich suggested like, and I don't want to speak for Rich, but he's like, well, maybe you do like a one-on-one competition. It's like you think these guys, these guys won't even play. They're not even going to try. Yeah, in the- their their pride will never let that. Yes, because the just the possibility of them losing is enough for their brand exactly to it, take a hit that they won't allow. And so, I don't know what you do, but and by the way, it's not just the All Star Game. It's 
everything surrounding this league that's headed in the wrong direction. But it but it all starts with one person, one event, whatever. I, I've gone on long enough. Just just take it away, Jason. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it starts at the top because there's a difference between being liked and respected. Yes, and it's a tough balance to walk to 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 find your way into both. Because to be a supervisor and also to be liked, really the only thing that you can do is just be really, really fair and have your ears open to listen to what's being said from the other side. But ultimately, anybody that works for someone understands that their bottom line is different than yours. Yes. You're working for that person. That person's responsibility is to make as much money, as you said, for the owners, but also just for the league, to grow the league and to put it in the best position possible, which should translate to you as well. And there can be balance issues where it's going too much to the owners at the expense of the players, and that's not good either. But I just get, don't you just get this feeling? That these guys are like, yeah, got to go meet with Adam Silver today. <laughs> oh, man, I love that dude, man. We're going to get a sandwich. And, like, hang out or whatever, and then walk away and make a phone call and be like, yeah, no, we're just going to keep on doing what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no the, – it. you don't have to be mean, but you have to be willing to stand up and be called a jerk sometimes in a role like that. When, I, when, when Noah and I were hosting on Monday, he said, and, and I kind of led him straight to this, if David Stern's your commissioner, this kind of stuff's not being tolerated. Mm-hmm. Like David Stern, he was a controversial figure. Roger Goodell is a controversial figure. I certainly don't agree with everything that Roger Goodell has done, but I do think, <laughs> I do think that NFL players know that there is a line that they better not cross. Because once they step into a line where the optics are starting to harm the league, that's a problem. If you start to harm the league's bottom line, harm the opinion of the league, harm the integrity of the league, Calvin Ridley, you know, all of that kind of thing, uh, that's going to end up being right on your doorstep. And in the NBA, it's not like that. In the NBA, my shoulder's out, I'm out tonight or whatever it is, and the perception has become the reality. And then when you watch something like that All-Star game, it is impossible to take seriously anyone who defended prior to that All-Star game that that, uh, those that are being critical are just being uber critical, and these guys love this game and they love their fans. I just – anybody that – any fan out there that thinks that the NBA players don't care about them, how could you how could you argue against it even if it's not true even if it's a blanket statement a lot of these guys do care the optics and the way this product is presented on a regular basis and the dial in dial out mentality of it it just makes it such a difficult proposition for an average sports fan to want to invest time and money into that league and it goes it's what i say all the time it's exactly what i say is that um, you know, for me as a consumer, there are plenty of times where I want to tune into a Thursday night or Saturday or Sunday, and it's just you just you never know who's going to play and when. Um, and it's just um, it's just a a, a a slippery slope because you look at everything going on. 
Um, and, and it keeps trending in the wrong direction. And to, to our points, I don't know how it gets better. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Jason, don't mean to turn our two into an Adam Silver bash fest, but I saw another story oh, that boy. blew my mind. I don't get it. And it speaks to Adam Silver just doesn't get it. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sports books has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Quick reminder. After our show, as soon as the show goes final... Our podcast will be going up live. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to allow to to follow. Excuse me, rate and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see this posted right after we get off air. All right, Jason. There, I mentioned it before the break. There is another story that came out of NBA All Star Weekend. Um. And what I would say is that there are, you know, there are situations where I can like what Adam Silver does, not like what Adam Silver does, not like what the NBA does, whatever. There are also 
very few times where I see something, and whether I like it or not, um, I just don't understand. And I had one of those situations earlier this week. So there was a story that came out. I'm trying to pull up right now. But the NBA, shortly after hosting the All-Star Game in one of its smaller markets in Indianapolis, they put out new rules on what cities are allowed to host the All-Star Game and requirements that are expected of All-Star Game cities. Those requirements include 7,250 hotel rooms in a minimum of three five-star hotels, convention center of 650,000 square feet of exhibition space, 75 nonstop domestic flights, and at least 20 international flights. Well, I don't have a full list of every single um, city that now does not qualify to get All-Star Games, but I know there's a few. Oklahoma City would be one. Minnesota, Minneapolis in Minnesota would be one. Um, Milwaukee would be one as well. And I understand, like, if we were talking about super, super small cities that don't have, like, that, that literally don't have the hotel space or whatever, that's one thing. But I find it very strange that the NBA would make this decision for, for two reasons. One, it's already a league where there is a disparity between the haves and the have-nots. But I also just feel like all you're doing is pissing off the owners of those small markets in Milwaukee, in Minnesota, in Oklahoma City. I just find this very weird, Jason. I'm not even going to crush Adam Silver. I just I don't really understand it, and I think all you're doing is pissing off probably five to ten of your owners by making this decision. Yeah, so this this is a thing in a lot of large events. Like, I remember when there was talk about, you know, why hasn't Nashville gotten a Super Bowl? I mean, look what the NFL draft here, drafted here. And I found out pretty quickly thereafter when some of the discussions were being had, one of the reasons there's a new stadium coming to Nashville is to get a Super Bowl and to get a WrestleMania and to get a college football championship. or Like, all, any big event – you have to have certain there are certain qualifications and a lot of it does sometimes come around you need 30,000 hotel rooms or you need this amenity or this it almost is like a concert rider for like Katy Perry all the stuff she needs in her dressing room and all that kind of stuff i mentioned her just because i remember it was a story a few years ago the problem i think for the nba is that the all-star game ain't the super bowl exactly the NBA All-Star experience ain't some championship-level thing. And I'm saying ain't, I understand. But it's it comes across, like you talk about the haves and have-nots. If I wanted to be really, really cynical, I could say this is a way to exclude cities NBA stars don't want to party in. Mm-hmm. And just leave it at that. And say that's that's why the rule is there is to encourage more guys to want to be there. Because it's in Miami, we can party in Miami. We can go to whatever it is, 612 or whatever that place is called. If we go to New York, if we go to L.A., if we go to these big cities and these big media markets, then that's you know, that's going to encourage these guys. They're, maybe they're going to want to be there more or whatever like that. That's me being cynical. I don't know that that's the case. But I don't think that the NBA – I feel like – it should move around from NBA City to NBA City to NBA City. Give every fan base that has a team, that supports a team, the opportunity to watch the best in the world 
even if it's an exhibition and basically a Globetrotters game at this point, give them the opportunity to have that moment in their city. I mean, think about how Orlando or how Oklahoma City, for example, yes. would embrace an all-star game and an all-star situation and would roll out the red carpet for the NBA. That's a thing that I think you want to do because you want your league to be with its people. You want your league to be available and feel like it's there for all 50 states. It's there for all the NBA cities, at least in this case, and move around. Even if it's not the glitziest city this year, at least it's an NBA market. And you're also encouraging more NBA interest inside that market. If it's a smaller city and maybe it's not, one of the most popular of the smaller cities or whatever like that when it comes to attendance, then encourage it by bringing everybody there and really show them that you want them. Don't just demand that they have to want you. And I think that's one of the biggest things is feels like the NBA, the way the league comes across a lot of the times is you need us. We don't need you. And unfortunately that's not really the way it is. It's actually the opposite. Like if, if the NBA disappeared, it would stink for me because I like watching the NBA, but we would continue in our lives. We would have other things that we could do. The league exists because of its fans, because of these cities that have invested a lot to bring a franchise there to put the infrastructure together to then say, yeah, well, you don't have enough hotel rooms and you don't have enough cherries in the lobby uh, for, for me to be there. That's a bad look for an NBA that needs a good look. Well, that's exactly it. Is that it, I basically agree with everything you said. Don't don't need to spend too much more time on this. But like, I, I just think as, as critical as we've been of the NBA over the last 25, 30 minutes, um, I, I do think there is like a civic pride in in having an event like this, especially by the way, in a place like Oklahoma City mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of these opportunities. Milwaukee is another one. By the way, Milwaukee, I, I think they either are building or just built a brand new arena, and like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to it. By the way, uh, Alex Rodriguez is a is a partial owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I think he's talked publicly about bringing an All Star game to Minnesota. So. I just, like, if if it physically can't be done, like, if they're just, I understand there has to be baseline minimums, and and I've actually heard uh, Colin Cowherd, who uh, spent some time in Portland, say, like, this is why Portland has never hosted an All-Star game. There's just not enough hotel rooms. It's just a a math equation, to be honest. Um, But if it's been done in Salt Lake City, if it's been done in Indianapolis, which it has been in the last couple years, I tend to think that you can probably find a way in virtually all of these cities. And then, oh, by the way, like, uh, you know, if, if an Oklahoma City wants it, and they don't have the the ability, then you just you say that. And it's not a knock. It's whatever. But I think all you do is, again, you ostracize more people when you simply don't need to. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Jason, there was one more thing from All-Star Weekend that I think is at least worth quickly discussing we're going to get to that next before we do though to sager by the way mm-hmm. earlier lorena said you were glowing in the in the booth over there i don't know if you saw but you just were were full of life and all that so i just wanted i just wanted you to know you're on your a game today that's all i gotta say oh thank you very much you you're mentioned welcome. you mentioned arenas the clippers of course will have a new arena starting next season that is opening across really the street quick. from the ram stadium me and Monty had this debate on air I get the idea of wanting your own place, but as somebody who just went to SoFi Stadium a few weeks ago, you go there regularly. 
I think it's going to be tough to get people there on like Tuesday and like the. For- I thought the same thing when they built the Lakers Arena downtown LA. I said. You're going to have to drive to downtown for a 7 o'clock, 7.30 game? It it has been done. I agree. I've thought the same thing now for Inglewood saying, really? You're going to have both of those across the street? And the forum still exists at the other end of the block for concerts, by the way. But the Clippers have been a renter, not a co-owner downtown LA. So when you got a guy that can pay cash for his team in the first place, he's building his own arena. I get why the decision was made. Um, I just wonder... And by the way, and I'm not being facetious, I mean, there's a chance they're coming off literally an NBA title with the way they're playing. I'll believe that when I see it. But, I mean, that that changes the math equation on that as well. But I just think it's a tough sell. But anyway, to say... And they did announce that it's a couple years in the future that new Clippers Arena will be hosting an oh, NBA All-Star game. Just not Milwaukee. Those no, poor certainly. folks in Milwaukee. As soon as you mentioned hotel rooms on this thing, it reminded me of one city... Jacksonville, Florida, because they haven't been able to get the college football final, and they did have a Super Bowl about 20 years ago, and I remember the story was, in order to shoehorn enough hotel rooms in Jacksonville, Florida for Super Bowl week, the city wound up getting cruise ships to park there, and they just used those as the extra hotel rooms so they could have enough space. By the way, as you guys did mention, Caitlin Clark of Iowa last weekend, certainly on the show, it was just yesterday the Big Ten announced that their women's basketball tournament, still a couple weeks away, has sold out in advance for the in first Minneapolis, time. In Minneapolis, there's yes. enough hotel rooms for Caitlin Clark, <laughs> yes, but apparently not the All-Star Weekend, Adam Silver. Explain yourself. They're going to be at an NBA arena in Minnesota for that. Now, I assume the upper-level nosebleed seats are going to be blacked out, blocked off, but they are expecting in the five days attendance of over 100,000 for awesome. that. Good for them. So I looked up on StubHub, if you want a ticket now on the secondary market for the Big Ten Women's Basketball Final it's about $250 or more. Compare that to StubHub for Lakers versus Clippers next weekend is about $150 wow. or more. <laughs> Poor Adam Silver's just taking strays left and right here. That's not even a stray. That's a direct shot right there. Well, we've mentioned, and get, get, often gets mentioned on the Colin promo, which is still running, how the Caitlin Clark-Iowa game outrated a Celtics-NBA game head-to-head on a same cable night a few weeks ago. I love Colin, but I think that was the South Carolina LSU game that we talked about. Oh, the women's basketball top 10. Yeah, no. Not, no, not but, an Iowa game. Yeah, well, I okay. well because he references Heat Celtics, and that was, I believe, the game that actually got outrated by South Carolina LSU. Okay. And by the way, I think it's Big Ten Network that has all this wow. uh, women's hoops for the conference tournament, so yeah. good for them, but it's not being dished out to other cable channels uh, despite the current popularity. And there's still the, the Peacock streaming stuff in regular season, and even people who want to see some of her games recently have not been able to see them. Uh, the last notable college football men's uh, college basketball men's final of the night is in. USC wins at UCLA 62-56. The UCLA Bruins 14-13 and this season. USC with a losing record. They're up to 11-16. and Bronny James off the bench for the Trojans had one shot and two fouls. But yeah, he's going straight to the NBA. In That's the a NBA, LeBron thing though. Don't, I feel bad for the kid. His yes. dad, his dad likes to talk too much, which we're gonna. The, ironically, a good tease for the next segment. But but continue. what bothers me is the media members who yeah. two years ago were just eating that up as if it was a possibility when he wasn't the best player on his high school team. 
This was not Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. No. Like LeBron. Thank you. No, absolutely not. Three NBA games tonight. Boston won its eighth in a row, 116-102 at New York. Minnesota won again, beating Brooklyn 101-86. And Orlando won at Detroit on a last-second three-point play by Paolo Bancaro, 112-109. And the NHL Rangers won their 10th straight game. Eric Bieniemy will become UCLA's offensive coordinator. NASCAR's at Atlanta tomorrow on Fox TV, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Michael McDowell earned his first Cup Series poll in his 467th career start. So congratulations. Defending MLS champion Columbus won its season opener today, won nothing over Atlanta. In college hoops, number two Houston was an overtime winner at Baylor. Wake Forest beat number eight Duke. North Carolina, a 54-44 win at Virginia. Late night victories for St. Mary's, undefeated in the West Coast Conference, and for San Diego State. But losses in the top 25 for Colorado State, Texas Tech, and BYU. And we mentioned this on last night's show, since the NFL just announced that the salary cap for the coming season is set at about $255 million per team for next season. That's up from $225 million last year. A decade ago, the cap was under 150 mil. So things are good in the NFL still. Even though total player costs are going to be about $330 million per team, some may say, well, how do you turn a profit? you got to spend $330 million a year on... Well, they don't open up the books, NFL owners, <laughs> except the Green Bay Packers are owned by shareholders. Publicly owned. So we know the Packers, for example still reported a profit of almost $70 million. Just pure profit. Wow. 70 mil. The exact math, revenues of 610 mil minus the 540 mil in operating expenses equals 70 mil cash. Thank you for being a part of the NFL. How any team (laughs) loses money in that league is beyond me. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve DeSager. DeSager will be back in just one moment with his extended update. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studio. So, Jason, I just I, I did tease it before we got to DeSager, and I, I mentioned it in DeSager's uh, update. He, he referenced kind of some of the stuff LeBron said about Bronny, and I, I saw something come out of All-Star Weekend that I was thinking about, and I, I just want your perspective. I don't know that I have like a scorching hot take on this, but... Among all of the many things that LeBron said throughout the week and throughout the weekend, he did say that, oh, you know, uh, he's not quite sure if he wants a retirement tour. Uh, and his insinuation was, well, you know, I, I don't deal with praise very well, which uh, was the biggest. Uh, his nose grew about six inches when he said that, but neither here nor there. But I was thinking about this. Um, retirement tours, are, you know, we've seen a few in our day. Uh, Derek Jeter, Kobe, even Coach K. And I think they've all been like, you know, even when you go on the road, it's like a, a ceremonial celebration. People like you. Even a guy like Jeter or Kobe that was maybe, you know, disliked during their prime. By the time they got to the end, they were liked. But I, I just bring it up because I was thinking about LeBron. And this isn't, I'm not just trying to crush LeBron, but I really do think this is if he does a retirement tour, like, I don't think it's just going to be. He goes to 41 road games and he just gets a standing ovation every single time he goes and he's beloved and everybody gives him a rocking chair. Like, I feel like it would be more of a divisive, angry maybe retirement. Like, I I don't think it would go the way in his head that LeBron seems to insinuate that he thinks it would. What do you think would actually happen if he decided to do a retirement tour? 
I mean, I think for the most part, it would be a lot of adulation. It would just be kind of the respect for what you've seen from him on the floor for such a long time. Um, There would be, I think it would be less of a love fest than a lot of others that would be in the running to do something like this. And I think that's just because even though the basketball has not changed, the amount of LeBron James that we've had to sustain over the last half decade particularly, I think, is where it's really become more polarized. It has nothing to do with what he does on the floor. Like, on the floor, he's still just incredible to watch. Just one of the greatest athletes we'll ever see. And that's why I think that you'd still get a lot of adulation, even if, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you could also criticize about things LeBron James has felt the need to say and do and mistakes that maybe he's made and, and things of that nature. But... Like the, I, I think the like universality of it. No, I don't think it's going to be a universal love fest. I do think that it's a little bit. It would be a bit more mixed, just because I think LeBron has turned off a lot of people in a way that a lot of athletes at his level have not. Now a lot of them have because just by the nature of them being that good, they generate hate, and I get that, no question about it. But it's, I think it's just the outspokenness and the sometimes just sort of disingenuousness with which LeBron has sometimes talked that would, would make this more interesting and less of like a 100% bow down fest than LeBron thinks. And that's, that's my thought as well, is um, I just think because of how out there he is um, – you know, we could just say it. He's political. He shares opinions on stuff that's not basketball, and I get it more than an athlete. He's allowed to. I'm not saying he isn't. I yeah. I just I I I think you know if this was 2016 and he was coming off the championship, but it's like you know he's older. He hasn't won. He's still throwing teammates under the bus. He's still throwing his coaches under the bus. His front office under the bus. He's still doing the same stuff that he was doing at 31, 32, but not with nearly as much success on the court. And I just think it would be interesting and it's something to think about um, if and when we do get that retirement. And I do expect there probably is a tour because I think he's probably going to uh, play at least a couple more years and uh, call it quits. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. We'll come back to Sager with his extended update. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com. Cashback debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. It's closing in on 1 a.m. Eastern time, and as we do every Saturday into Sunday around this, toss it over the news desk to Sager. Give us our extended update, everything we missed. NFL scouting combine starts Monday. On-field drills begin on Thursday. Guys, next Saturday will be into March already. I know, it's crazy. Because next Saturday, March 2nd, is when the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers work out. Over 300 NFL prospects were invited to Indianapolis. 18 from the University of Michigan, 13 from the University of of Washington. Spring training is open for major league teams now, and Atlanta beat Tampa Bay 6-5 today, a win for Spencer Strider. He's still good. Two scoreless innings, four strikeouts, team led 6-0 in the fourth. <coughs> curveball, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, Spencer Strider is developing a curveball. Yeah. Look out, folks. He already throws 99, like he needed it. The <laughs> Orioles have a new starter. Corbin Burns, a scoreless inning, two strikeouts, owes one with a two-run homer, bottom of the ninth against Boston, 4-3. Phillies won 14-13 edging the Blue Jays, and the Yankees took their spring training opener 22-10 to against the Tigers today. Yankees with 15 hits and 14 walks. Dodgers played to a 7-7 tie against the Angels. Yes, there are ties in exhibition games. Shohei Otani did not play again today, coming off elbow surgery, but he's due to make his team debut next week. It was the Dodgers and Padres who started workouts early this spring, since their regular season begins with two games against each other in South Korea about a month away, March 20th and 21st. And a little bit of history today. Jen Powell was third base umpire in the spring training game between the Nationals and Houston. It's been almost a decade since she made the leap to uh, from the minors to a spring training contest, or since somebody did that. She's added to the list. She has been a uh, 
what, seventh woman now to umpire minor league baseball. And now for the next few weeks, she's going to be based in Florida and works more spring training games. No woman has ever been assigned to umpire a regular season game in the major leagues. As for the college hoops, this great item from the SEC Network on Kentucky. I don't know if you saw any of the game, a top 20 battle, but Kentucky absolutely destroyed Alabama, 117 to 95. And this is a Bama team that was alone in first in the SEC, 11 and 2 in conference play. Kentucky shot 63% from the floor. Justin Edwards, 10 of 10, shooting on field goals, 28 points. Kentucky, in its long basketball history, has played over 500 games against ranked opponents in the AP poll. Today, the 117 points was the most, the most points they've ever put up in a game against a ranked opponent today. Wow. They just destroyed Bama. As for North Carolina... Kind of at the end, other end of the spectrum in well, the game. Look who they played, though. <laughs> it was Virginia was the opponent. 54-44, the final for the Tar Heels. R.J. Davis averages 21 points a game for the Tar Heels. He was 1 of 14 shooting from the floor, and it didn't matter because Virginia scored just six points in about the first 14 minutes of this game. They were down Virginia's 18 offense, to Virginia 6. last week Still. missed every, every free throw. Except the last one they took. Yes, that's right. Yes, eleven. It wasn't like they weren't getting to the line either. But Virginia did uh, have a record of twenty and seven coming into today. San Diego State ranked in the top twenty, led tonight's game at Fresno State twenty six to four, and later forty to ten. Final Aztec seventy three to forty one. A reminder: we are only three weeks away from Selection Sunday for March Madness. It is Sunday, March seventeenth. It'll happen in a couple days after that. Dayton, Ohio, will host the first four games. The cities that are hosting the first week of the NCAA tournament include in the East, Brooklyn and Charlotte, Pittsburgh as well. Also hosting that first week of NCAA men's tournament play: Memphis, Indianapolis, and. Omaha and out west, Spokane and Salt Lake City will be hosting first and second round games. By the way, the Lakers Arena that we referenced in downtown LA will host the West Regional Final this year. Will you year. be there to Sega? I will not be there. I would love to be there. I have been a couple of times I've seen to you in Anaheim a few years ago. What was it? I yeah, think it well, was... I was working. I was doing stats for That's what one. I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there's not I didn't been. Know if they were making the call to the bullpen. Call. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was enjoyable, except. That was in Anaheim, not in Los Angeles, and they were having massive problems with, uh, let's say, Wi-Fi connectivity all week <laughs> long. That, oh yes. To which the response is, Anaheim should never be hosting this ever again, because oh. part of actually hosting is things working. It's kind of like what you were talking about, hotel space. It's part of the week, is you've got to have space. DeSager, thank you very much. We appreciate the extended update. Fox Sports Radio, Air Tours, Jason Martin. College football playoff next. Welcome in, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday into Sunday now. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Tyrec.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrec.com, the way tire buying should be. Jason Martin, Aaron Torres, taking you up until 2 a.m. Eastern time. Bernie Fratto of the Bernie Fratto Show will follow us so last week i was out arnie spanier filled in for me alongside j mart and j mart i missed all of those all-star saturday festivities baby 
It sounds like Arnie was into the dunk contest, uh, but uh, all by all accounts outside of uh, Steph versus Sabrina, I think that was probably the highlight of Saturday. And then we got to Sunday. Yeah, where we after, did. yeah well, after a year of Adam Silver telling us, guys, things are going to be different. And by the way, you sent me a great article, and I and and I I'm not surprised. I didn't know this, but I'm not surprised. But apparently. As the NBA really tries to close its media rights deal, there were a lot of important sponsors and executives and TV people that were in the building last Sunday in Indianapolis. And let's just say that after a year of Adam Silver telling us the All-Star game was going to be different this year, it wasn't at all. It was terrible. It was an abomination. People acted as if they were surprised, even though this is the way this thing has basically been for the last five, six, seven, eight years, however long it's been. Jason, there's a lot of angles to take, but let's start with another disastrous all-star weekend for this league. Bad product. Players don't want to be there. You privately heard that players now want to be paid to be there. Anthony Edwards is saying it's an all-star game. What did you expect? It was just, you know, listen, it was, I think it was just a worst case scenario from, from every angle. I don't think there really is a single positive really to take out of that last weekend. No, I don't either. And all you need to know is the stories coming out after about how upset Adam Silver was. And if you saw the trophy presentation, even after the game, because <clears throat> I, you know, I hosted with Brian Noah on Monday morning on two pros and a cup of Joe. And, and I, I told B, I sent him a text on Sunday night. I was like, right, well, first quarter is over and somebody's probably going to hit 200, but I'm done. Like I'm tuning out. I'll, if there's something that big that happens after this point, I'll see the highlights I'll double check, so I'm certainly up on it to talk about it in the morning. But I, I pretty much, I, I'm all set. I know what this is. I've seen this before. We've all seen this before. And turns out, yep, didn't miss much, except Carl Anthony Towns going for 31 in the final quarter to go for 50 for his team to lose by 20 uh, with a team that scored well over 200 points. Like it, But Adam Silver, when during the presentation, giving the MVP mm-hmm. and, and awarding – the east the win he's just like congratulations to the east uh you guys scored more points i guess <laughs> yep uh, that that was not a parody he was furious yep he was furious people inside the league were furious and i just i don't i don't have any more direct i don't have a a kinder way to say this to adam silver but but to say it this this way you reap what you sow, brother. Mm-hmm. I I know you you tried, right? You went back to East West. You told people behind the scenes. You told the guys, "Like we need you to dial in this year." But nobody nobody is threatened by you. Mm-hmm. No one sees you as an authority figure. They see you as a a guy that wants to be cool around the athletes. That's that's how it feels. I understand. Really likable. Commissioner, I see that all over the place. And it's just, you know, he does all the right things. He does all the media appearances and all this. I, I just don't care if your league is running roughshod over you day after day, night after night. These guys can do whatever they want because there's nobody there to check them. There's not. Even if they do things that should probably get them, you know, a season-long suspension, you know, go down to Florida for a couple of days. We'll put you back on the floor in a week. <laughs> Like, every uh, opportunity that you have had 
to be the adult in the room the way like a Roger Goodell has been. Yes. Uh, you can hate on him all you want. But Roger Goodell came out to teams and basically said, at the end of the year, if you're out of it and you just decide you're not going to play any of your guys and all this, we're going to fine you. Like, we understand that there's a product here. There's an expectation from that product because we have a lot of people paying a lot of money or paying their, paying in their time to watch you and there, there's nothing without them. And Adam Silver, he's just kowtowed so many times that why would him begging for you to try isn't going to make you try because there's nothing to back that up. Okay, okay, man. Yep, we're going to give it. We're going to give it our all. And then you go out there and it's the All Star game. And then Anthony Edwards, he's not even a guy that has very much equity in the league. Mm-hmm. His name is just really becoming relevant over the last couple of years, and he's a superstar level player. But it's not like it's LeBron James saying this or something like that. It's just he came out and he's just like, I don't see a change, man. It's an all-star game. Yep. It's just, imagine that being said by an NFL player and just there's there's when I heard it, it was just like, well, I mean, there's not anything that he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Who is it that is going to actually enforce the all-star game mattering? It certainly is not going to be Adam Silver. There's so many angles, so much to discuss, but I think the baseline, the the the, the baseline talking point is exactly what you just said. Is that, um, and, and I think this has been a misinterpretation from the beginning on Adam Silver, is like, first of all, it's just you know, I've always said this about him. He's great at being very vocal about things that nobody cares about. Um, cool, you painted social justice slogans on the court cool um you know he's now i don't know if you saw this one they're expanding the nba draft from one day to two days that's literally something that's happening it's like cool all the issues that matter are trending in the wrong direction regular season ratings are down postseason ratings are down last year you had the lowest rated all-star game ever so maybe i guess it's a positive that it was up a little bit this year also Uh, we're not even watching the nba draft adam like i know i understand why the nfl tried to turn it into a weekend because people actually pay attention we already made a joke not even knowing that we were going to go here talking about the nba draft about how useless the second round nfl nba draft picks are i know so why are you moving it like no one watches past the first 15 picks of the NBA draft anymore. I'll tell you, it's going to be bad this year. But that's we'll, we'll, we'll get to the draft in, in June. But th- this is the point is that, like, one, he solves problems that don't need solving. Um, but two, I, I think what you said about Goodell is and, – and by the way, I've never understood, like, the anti-Goodell rhetoric – because all that guy does is make money for his owners. Now, you could say, well, Adam Silver, I mean, the, the media rights are up, blah, 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 blah. It's like media rights are up everywhere. If you're a live sport, yep. you are going to make more money. Um, but ratings aren't up. And here's the thing, like, and, and you know, anytime that, that anyone says anything about ratings, oh, you know, the NBA is an international game, you got to factor in streaming, whatever. I can't speak to all of that, and I'm not a ratings expert. What I do know, though, what I do know, though Jason, is this. We just had the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Okay, you can say that's Taylor Swift. Whatever. Okay. College football ratings are through the roof. We just had the most watched first weekend of the NCAA tournament on the men's side ever. We just had the most watched women's Final Four ever. I believe, and I didn't look it up, but I didn't do my homework. I think we just had the most watched college baseball World Series of all. So, literally, oh, by the way, 
The stadium series last week, uh, it was, I believe, the Devil, it was the Islanders and Rangers. And the Flyers. Yes. Most watched oh, yeah, hockey yeah, yeah. games right. of the last, yeah. like, 15 years. So it's like every single sport is up except for yours. And this guy has been defended breathlessly for years. And I think people are finally kind of smartening up. Like, listen, not saying he's a bad guy, but, like, by the way, you're like the commissioner is not supposed to be liked by the players because no. he has to be the guy that makes the hard decisions. He works for he or she works for the owners. It's not a job where you are supposed to be in the players corner. They have a union for that. Like so it's just I, like I've never liked the guy. I've always thought he was a phony. Uh, and what you said, he's reaping what he sows because now the toothpaste is out of the tube and he's trying to get it back in. Uh, really quick, and I'll, I'll toss it back to you. I know you mentioned uh, working with Brian No earlier this week. I was working with Rich Warrenberger yesterday, and Rich and Isaac Lohenkron were like, well, well, how does this get fixed? And I was like, I don't think it does get fixed because you, you, like, you're not taking away the game. Um, you know, Rich suggested like, and I don't want to speak for Rich, but he's like, well, maybe you do like a one-on-one competition. It's like, you think these guys, these guys won't even play. They're not even going to try. Yeah, their, the- their, their pride will never let that yes. because the, just the possibility of them losing is enough for their brand exactly to and, take a hit that they won't allow. And so I don't know what you do, but, and by the way, it's not just the all-star game. It's everything surrounding this league that's headed in the wrong direction, but it, but it all starts with one person, one event, whatever. I, I've gone on long enough. Just, just take it away, Jason. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it starts at the top because there's a difference between being liked and respected. Yes, and it's a tough balance to walk to 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 find your way into both. Because to be a supervisor and also to be liked, really, the only thing that you can do is just be really, really fair and have your ears open to listen to what's being said from the other side. But ultimately, anybody that works for someone understands that their bottom line is different than yours. Yes. You're working for that person. That person's responsibility is to make as much money, as you said, for the owners, but also just for the league, to grow the league and to put it in the best position possible, which should translate to you as well. And there can be balance issues where it's going too much to the owners at the expense of the players. And that's not good either. But I just get, don't you just get this feeling that these guys are like, yeah, got to go meet with Adam Silver today. <laughs> oh, man, I love that dude, man. We're going to get a sandwich. And, like, hang out or whatever and then walk away and make a phone call and be like, yeah, no, we're just going to keep on doing what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there, – it. You don't have to be mean, but you have to be willing to stand up and be called a jerk sometimes in a role like that. When, I, when, when Noah and I were hosting on Monday, he said, and I kind of led him straight to this, if David Stern's your commissioner, this kind of stuff's not being tolerated. Mm-hmm. Like David Stern, he was a controversial figure. Roger Goodell is a controversial figure. I certainly don't agree with everything that Roger Goodell has done, but I do think, I do think that NFL players know that there is a line that they better not cross, because once they step into a line where the optics are starting to harm the league, that's a problem. If you start to harm the league's bottom line, harm the opinion of the league, harm the integrity of the league, Calvin Ridley, you know, all of that kind of thing. Uh, that's going to end up being right on your doorstep. 
And in the NBA, it's not like that. In the NBA, ah, my shoulder's out. I'm out tonight. Or whatever it is, and the perception has become the reality. And then when you watch something like that All-Star game, it is impossible to take seriously anyone who defended prior to that All-Star game that, that uh, those that are being critical are just being uber critical and these guys love this game and they love their fans. I just anybody that any fan out there that thinks that the NBA players don't care about them, how could you how could you argue against it? Even if it's not true, even if it's a blanket statement, a lot of these guys do care. The optics and the way this product is presented on a regular basis and the dial-in, dial-out mentality of it, it just makes it such a difficult proposition for an average sports fan to want to invest time and money into that league. And it goes, it's what I say all the time. It's exactly what I say is that, um, you know, for me as a consumer, there are plenty of times where I want to tune into a Thursday night or Saturday or Sunday. And it's just, you just, you never know who's going to play and when. Um, and it's just, um, it's just a, 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 a a slippery slope because you look at everything going on um, and, and it keeps trending in the wrong direction. And to, to our points, I don't know how it gets better. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Jason, don't mean to turn our two into an Adam Silver bash fest, but I saw another story oh, that boy. blew my mind. I don't get it. And it speaks to Adam Silver just doesn't get it. That's next Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Quick reminder. After our show, as soon as the show goes final, our podcast will be going up live. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast and be sure to allow to to follow, excuse me, rate and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast and you'll see this posted right after we get off air. All right, Jason, there I mentioned it before the break. There is another story that came out of NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, and what I would say is that there are you know, there are situations where I can like what Adam Silver does, not like what Adam Silver does, not like what the NBA does, whatever. There are also very few times where I see something, and whether I like it or not, um, I just don't understand. And I had one of those situations earlier this week. So there was a story that came out. I'm trying to pull up. Right now. But the NBA, shortly after hosting the All-Star Game in one of its smaller markets in Indianapolis, they put out new rules on what cities are allowed to host the All-Star Game and requirements that are expected of All-Star Game cities. Those requirements include 7,250 hotel rooms and a minimum of three five-star hotels, convention center of 650,000 square feet of exhibition space, 75 nonstop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights. Well, I don't have a full list of every single um, city that now does not qualify to get All-Star games, but I know there's a few. Oklahoma City would be one. Minnesota, Minneapolis in Minnesota would be one. Um, Milwaukee would be one as well. And I understand, like, if we were talking about super, super small cities that don't have, like, that, that literally don't have the hotel space or whatever, that's one thing. But I find it very strange that the NBA would make this decision for, for two reasons. One, it's already a league where there is a disparity between the haves and the have-nots. But I also just feel like all you're doing is pissing off the owners of those small markets in Milwaukee, in Minnesota, in Oklahoma City. I just find this very weird, Jason... I'm not even going to crush Adam Silver. I just I don't really understand it, and I think all you're doing is pissing off probably five to ten of your owners by making this decision. Yeah. So this this is a thing in a lot of large events. Like I remember when there was talk about you know why hasn't Nashville gotten a Super Bowl? I mean look what the NFL draft here drafted here, and I found out pretty quickly thereafter when some of the discussions were being had. One of the reasons there's a new stadium coming to Nashville is to get a Super Bowl and to get a WrestleMania and to get a college football championship or like all any big event. You have to have certain. There are certain qualifications, and a lot of it does sometimes come around. You need thirty thousand hotel rooms, or you need this amenity or this. It almost is like a concert rider for like Katy Perry. All the stuff she needs 
in her dressing room and all that kind of stuff. I mentioned her just because I remember it was a story a few years ago. The problem, I think, for the NBA is that the All-Star game ain't the Super Bowl. Exactly. The NBA All-Star experience ain't some championship-level thing, and I'm saying ain't, I understand. But it's it comes across, like you talk about the haves and have-nots. If I wanted to be really, really cynical, I could say this is a way to exclude cities NBA stars don't want to party in. Mm-hmm. And just leave it at that and say that's that's why the rule is there is to encourage more guys to want to be there because it's in Miami we could party in Miami we can go to whatever it is 612 or whatever that place is called if we go to New York if we go to LA if we go to these big cities and these big media markets then that's you know that's going to encourage these guys they're, maybe they're going to want to be there more or whatever like that that's me being cynical i don't know that that's the case but i don't think that the nba i feel like it should move around from NBA City to NBA City to NBA City. Give every fan base that has a team, that supports a team, the opportunity to watch the best in the world. Even if it's an exhibition and basically a Globetrotters game at this point, give them the opportunity to have that moment in their city. I mean, think about how Orlando or how Oklahoma City, for example, yes. would embrace an all-star game and an all-star situation and would roll out the red carpet for the NBA. That's a thing that I think you want to do because you want your league to be with its people. You want your league to be available and feel like it's there for all 50 states. It's there for all the NBA cities, at least in this case, and move around. Even if it's not the glitziest city this year, at least it's an NBA market. And you're also encouraging more NBA interest inside that market. If it's a smaller city, and maybe it's not one of the most popular of the smaller cities or whatever like that when it comes to attendance, then encourage it by bringing everybody there and really show them that you want them. Don't just demand that they have to want you. And I think that's one of the biggest things is it feels like the NBA, the way the league comes across a lot of the times is you need us, we don't need you. And unfortunately, that's not really the way it is. It's actually the opposite. Like if, if the NBA disappeared, it would stink for me because I like watching the NBA, but we would continue in our lives. We would have other things that we could do. The league exists because of its fans, because of these cities that have invested a lot to bring a franchise there, to put the infrastructure together, to then say, yeah, well, you don't have enough hotel rooms and you don't have enough cherries in the lobby uh, for, for me to be there. That's a bad look for an NBA that needs a good look. Well, that's exactly it. Is that it, I basically agree with everything you said. Don't, don't need to spend too much more time on this. But like, I, I just think as, as critical as we've been of the NBA over the last 25, 30 minutes – um, I, I do think there is like a civic pride in in having an event like this, especially, by the way, in a place like Oklahoma City mm-hmm. that doesn't have a lot of these opportunities. Milwaukee is another one. By the way, Milwaukee, I, I think they either are building or just built a brand new arena. And like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to it, by the way. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is a is a partial owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I think he's talked publicly about bringing an All Star game to Minnesota. So, I, I just like if, if it physically can't be done, like if they're just, I understand there has to be baseline minimums, and, and I've actually heard uh, Colin Cowherd, who 
spent some time in Portland say like this is why Portland has never hosted an All Star game. There's just not enough hotel rooms. It's just a, a, a it's just a math equation to be honest. Um, but if it's been done in Salt Lake City, if it's been done in Indianapolis, which it has been in the last couple of years, I tend to think that you can probably find a way in virtually all of these cities. And then, oh, by the way, like, uh, you know, if an Oklahoma City wants it, they don't have the the ability, then you just you say that and it's not a knock. It's whatever. But I think all you do is, again, you ostracize more people when you simply don't need to. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Jason, there was one more thing from All-Star Weekend that I think is at least worth quickly discussing. We're going to get to that next. Before we do, though, DeSager. By the way, mm-hmm. earlier, Lorena said you were glowing in the in the booth over there. I don't know if you saw, you just were, were full of life and all that, so I just wanted I just wanted you to know you're on your A game today. That's all I gotta say. Oh, thank you very much. You you're mentioned, welcome. You mentioned arenas. The Clippers, of course, will have a new arena starting next season that is opening across really the street quick. from the Ram Stadium. Me and Monty had this debate on air. I get the idea of wanting your own place, but as somebody who just went to SoFi Stadium a few weeks ago, you go there regularly, I think it's going to be tough to get people there on like Tuesday and like the. For- I thought the same thing when they built the Lakers Arena downtown LA. I said, "You're going to have to drive to downtown for a seven o'clock, seven thirty okay. game." It, it has been done. I agree. I've thought the same yeah. thing now for Inglewood saying, "Really, you're going to have both of those yeah. across the street?" And the forum still exists at the yes. other end of the block for concerts, by yes. the way. But the Clippers have been. A renter, not a co-owner, I, no, downtown get, L.A. So when you got a guy that can pay cash for his team in yeah. the first place, he's building his own arena. I get why the decision was made. Um, I just wonder. And by the way, and I, I'm not being facetious. I mean, there's a chance they're coming off literally an NBA title with the way they're playing. I'll believe that when I see it. But I mean that that changes the math equation on that as well. But I just think it's a tough sell. But anyway, to say. And they did announce that it's a couple years in the future that new Clippers Arena will be hosting an oh. NBA All-Star game. Just not Milwaukee. Those no, poor certainly. folks in Milwaukee. As soon as you mentioned hotel rooms on this thing, it reminded me of one city, Jacksonville, Florida, because they That's haven't been able to get the college football final, and they did have a Super Bowl about 20 years ago, and I remember the story was, in order to shoehorn enough hotel rooms in Jacksonville, Florida for Super Bowl week... The city wound up getting cruise ships to park that. there, and they just used those as the extra hotel rooms so they could have enough space. By the way, as you guys did mention, Caitlin Clark of Iowa last weekend, certainly on the show. It was just yesterday the Big Ten announced that their women's basketball tournament, still a couple weeks away, has sold out in advance for the in first Minneapolis, time. In there's yes. enough hotel rooms for Caitlin Clark, <laughs> yes, but apparently not the All-Star Weekend, Adam Silver. Explain yourself. They're going to be at an NBA arena in Minnesota for that. Now, I assume the upper-level nosebleed seats are going to be blacked out, blocked off, but they are expecting in the five days attendance of over 100,000 for awesome. that. Good for them. So I looked up on StubHub, if you want a ticket now on the secondary market for the Big Ten Women's Basketball Final it's about $250 or more. Compare that to StubHub for Lakers versus Clippers next weekend is about $150 wow. or more. <laughs> Poor Adam Silver's just taking strays left and right here. That's not even a stray. That's a direct shot right there. Well, we've mentioned, and it often gets mentioned on the Colin promo, which is still running, how the Caitlin Clark-Iowa game outrated a Celtics-NBA game head-to-head. 
on a same cable night a few weeks ago. I love Colin, but I think that was the South Carolina LSU game that we talked about. Oh, the women's basketball top ten. Yeah, no, not, no, not an Iowa game. Yeah, well, I okay. well because he references Heat Celtics, and that was, I believe, the game that actually got outrated by South Carolina LSU. Okay. And by the way, I think it's Big Ten Network that has all this wow. uh, women's hoops for the conference tournament. So yeah. good for them, but it's not being dished out to other cable channels, uh, despite the current popularity. And there's still the the Peacock streaming stuff in regular season, and even people who want to see some of her games recently have not been able to see them. Uh, the last notable college football men's uh, college basketball men's final of the night is in usc wins at ucla 62 56 the ucla bruins 14 and 13 this season usc with a losing record they're up to 11 and 16 Bronny james off the bench for the trojans had one shot and two fouls but yeah, he's going straight to the NBA. In That's the a NBA, thing, though. Don't, I feel bad for the kid. His yes. dad, his dad likes to talk too much, which we're gonna, the, ironically, a good tease for the next segment. But but continue. what bothers me is the media members who yeah. two years ago were just eating that up as if it was a possibility when he wasn't the best player on his high school team. This was not Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. No, like LeBron. Thank you. It no, was, yes. absolutely not. Three NBA games tonight. Boston won its eighth in a row, 116-102 at New York. Minnesota won again, beating Brooklyn 101-86. And Orlando won at Detroit on a last-second three-point play by Paolo Bancaro, 112-109. And the NHL Rangers won their 10th straight game. Eric Bieniemy will become UCLA's offensive coordinator. NASCAR's at Atlanta tomorrow on Fox TV, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Michael McDowell earned his first Cup Series poll in his 467th career start. So congratulations. Defending MLS champion Columbus won its season opener today, won nothing over Atlanta. In college hoops, number two Houston was an overtime winner at Baylor. Wake Forest beat number eight Duke. North Carolina, a 54-44 win at Virginia. Late night victories for St. Mary's, undefeated in the West Coast Conference, and for San Diego State. But losses in the top 25 for Colorado State, Texas Tech, and BYU. And we mentioned this on the last night's show, since the NFL just announced that the salary cap for the coming season is set at about $255 million per team for next season. That's up from $225 million last year. A decade ago, the cap was under 150 mil. So things are good in the NFL still. Even though total player costs are going to be about $330 million per team. Some may say, well, how do you turn a profit? you got to spend $330 million a year on... Well, they don't open up the books, NFL owners, <laughs> except the Green Bay Packers are owned by shareholders, publicly owned. So we know the Packers, for example, still reported a profit of almost $70 million. Just pure profit. Wow. 70 mil. The exact math, revenues of $610 mil, Minus the 540 mil in operating expenses equals 70 mil cash. Thank you for being a part of the NFL. How any team <laughs> loses money in that league is beyond me. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve DeSager. DeSager will be back in just one moment with his extended update. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studio. So, Jason, I just I, I did tease it before we got to DeSager, and I, I mentioned it in DeSager's uh, update. He he referenced kind of some of the stuff LeBron said about Bronny, and I, I saw something come out of All-Star Weekend that I was thinking about, and I just want your perspective. I don't know that I have like a scorching hot take on this, but... Among all of the many things that LeBron said throughout the week and throughout the weekend, 
He did say that, oh, you know, uh, he's not quite sure if he wants a retirement tour. Uh, and his insinuation was, well, you know, I, I don't deal with praise very well, which uh, was the biggest. Uh, his nose grew about six inches when he said that. But neither here nor there. But I was thinking about this. Um, retirement tours, are, you know, we've seen a few in our day. Uh, Derek Jeter, Kobe, even Coach K. And I think they've all been like, you know, even when you go on the road, it's like a, a ceremonial celebration. People like you. Even a guy like Jeter or Kobe that was maybe, you know, disliked during their prime. By the time they got to the end, they were liked. But I, I just bring it up because I was thinking about LeBron. And this isn't, I'm not just trying to crush LeBron, but I really do think this is if he does a retirement tour, like, I don't think it's just going to be. He goes to 41 road games and he just gets a standing ovation every single time he goes and he's beloved and everybody gives him a rocking chair. Like, I feel like it would be more of a divisive, angry maybe retirement. Like, I I don't think it would go the way in his head that LeBron seems to insinuate that he thinks it would. What do you think would actually happen if he decided to do a retirement tour? I mean, I think for the most part, it would be a lot of adulation. It would just be kind of the respect for what you've seen from him on the floor for such a long time. Um, There would be, I think it would be less of a love fest than a lot of others that would be in the running to do something like this. And I think that's just because even though the basketball has not changed, the amount of LeBron James that we've had to sustain over – the last half decade particularly, I think, is where it's really become more polarized. It has nothing to do with what he does on the floor. Like, on the floor, he's still just incredible to watch. Just one of the greatest athletes we'll ever see. And that's why I think that you'd still get a lot of adulation, even if, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you could also criticize about things LeBron James has felt the need to say and do and mistakes that maybe he's made and, and things of that nature. But like the I I think the like universality of it, no. I don't think it's gonna be a universal love fest. I do think that it's a little bit it would be a bit more mixed just because I think LeBron has turned off a lot of people in a way that a lot of athletes at his level have not. Now a lot of them have, because just by the nature of them being that good, they generate hate. And I get that, no question about it. But it's, I think it's just the outspokenness and the sometimes just sort of disingenuousness with which LeBron has sometimes talked that would would make this more interesting and less of like a 100% bow down fest than LeBron thinks. And that's, that's my thought as well, is um, I just think because of how out there he is um, – you know, we could just say it. He's political. He shares opinions on stuff that's not basketball, and I get it more than an athlete. He's allowed to. I'm not saying he isn't. I yeah. I just I I I think you know if this was 2016 and he was coming off the championship, but it's like you know he's older. He hasn't won. He's still throwing teammates under the bus. He's still throwing his coaches under the bus. His front office under the bus. He's still doing the same stuff that he was doing at 31, 32, but not with nearly as much success on the court. And I just think it would be interesting and it's something to think about. Um, 
if and when we do get that retirement, and I do expect there probably is a tour because I think he's probably going to uh, play at least a couple more years and uh, call it quits. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. We'll come back to Sager with his extended update. That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 50 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Jason Martin, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com. Cashback Debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. Closing in on 1 a.m. Eastern time, and as we do every Saturday into Sunday around this, toss it over the news desk to Sager. Give us our extended update, everything we missed. NFL scouting combine starts Monday. On-field drills begin on Thursday. Guys, next Saturday will be into March already. I know, it's crazy. Because next Saturday, March 2nd, is when the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers work out. Over 300 NFL prospects were invited to Indianapolis. 18 from the University of Michigan, 13 from the University 
University of Washington. Spring training is open for major league teams now, and Atlanta beat Tampa Bay 6-5 today. A win for Spencer Strider. He's still good. Two scoreless innings, four strikeouts. Team led 6-0 in the fourth. <laughs> Curveball, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, Spencer Strider is developing a curveball. Yeah. Look out, folks. He already throws 99 like he needed it. The <laughs> Orioles have a new starter. Corbin Burns, a scoreless inning, two strikeouts. O's one with a two-run homer. Bottom of the ninth against Boston, 4-3. Phillies won 14-13, edging the Blue Jays. And the Yankees took their spring training opener 22-10 against the Tigers today. Yankees with 15 hits and 14 walks. Dodgers played to a 7-7 tie against the Angels. Yes, there are ties in exhibition games. Shohei Otani did not play again today. Coming off elbow surgery, but he's due to make his team debut next week. It was the Dodgers and Padres who started workouts early this spring since their regular season begins with two games against each other in South Korea about a month away, March 20th and 21st. And a little bit of history today. Jen Powell was third base umpire in the spring training game between the Nationals and Houston. It's been almost a decade since she made the leap to uh, from the minors to a spring training contest or since somebody did that. She's added to the list. She has been a uh, what, seventh woman now to umpire minor league baseball, and now for the next few weeks she's going to be based in Florida and works more spring training games. No woman has ever been assigned to umpire a regular season game in the major leagues. As for the college hoops, this great item from the SEC Network on Kentucky. I don't know if you saw any of the game, a top 20 battle, but Kentucky absolutely destroyed Alabama 117-95. to And this is a Bama team that was alone in first in the SEC. 11-2 and in conference play. Kentucky shot 63% from the floor. Justin Edwards, 10 of 10, shooting on field goals, 28 points. Kentucky, in its long basketball history, has played over 500 games against ranked opponents in the AP poll. Today, the 117 points was the most, the most points they've ever put up in a game against a ranked opponent today. Wow. They just destroyed Bama. As for North Carolina... Kind of at the end, other end of the spectrum in well, the game. Look who they played, though. <laughs> it was Virginia was the opponent. 54-44, the final for the Tar Heels. R.J. Davis averages 21 points a game for the Tar Heels. He was 1 of 14 shooting from the floor, and it didn't matter because Virginia scored just six points in about the first 14 minutes of this game. They were down Virginia's 18 offense, to Virginia six. last week Still. missed every, every free throw. Except the last one they took. Yes, that's right. It was yes, eleven. It wasn't like they weren't getting to the line either. But Virginia did uh, have a record of twenty and seven coming into today. San Diego State ranked in the top twenty, led tonight's game at Fresno State twenty six to four, and later forty to ten. Final Aztecs seventy three to forty one. A reminder: we are only three weeks away from Selection Sunday for March Madness. It is Sunday, March seventeenth. It'll happen in a couple days after that. Dayton, Ohio, will host the first four games. The cities that are hosting the first week of the NCAA tournament include in the East, Brooklyn and Charlotte, Pittsburgh as well. Also hosting that first week of NCAA men's tournament play, Memphis, Indianapolis, and. 
Omaha and out west, Spokane and Salt Lake City will be hosting first and second round games. By the way, the Lakers arena that we referenced in downtown LA will host the West Regional Final this year. Will you year. be there to say I will not be there. I would love to be there. I have been a couple of times I've seen to you in locally. Anaheim a few years ago. What was it? I yeah, think well, it was... I was working. I was doing stats for That's what one. I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there's not I been... I they were making the call to the bullpen. Call. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was enjoyable, except... That was in Anaheim, not in Los Angeles, and they were having massive problems with, uh, let's say, Wi-Fi connectivity all week <laughs> I long. That, oh yes. To which the response is, Anaheim should never be hosting this ever again because oh. part of actually hosting is things working. It's kind of like what you were talking about hotel space. It's part of the week is you've got to have space. DeSager, thank you very much. We appreciate the extended update. Fox Sports Radio Air Tours, Jason Martin, college football playoff next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.